Let us bring in a Karen Stintz, former TTC chair, former city councilor, and now CEO of a Variety. She joins us. Good to have you. Alex, always a pleasure. Thank All righty. Always? Oh. See, Always. Always a pleasure. Always. There you go. Um, <laughs> said very few people, but You're thank you. Not so much. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Olivia Chow and uh, the Premier sitting down this afternoon, first face-to-face meeting. She is broke and begging, and he needs a good distraction. What do you think they're going to get out of this? Do you think anything will be announced? No, I don't think we're, we'll expect a major announcement out of the meeting. I think what we will see is maybe a path forward to figure out how to resolve some of the uh, discrepancies between what the city believes they're owed and what the province is not going to pay. But maybe there's a way they can move forward to to, to lead them to a place where they can agree on something around transit or housing or um, you know other things that the city's doing. But um, I think really it's going to be the, the best we can hope for is that there's an amicable tone that comes out of the meeting because that will demonstrate a willingness to work together. Well, I mean, they both need each other. She needs money and he needs a win. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. And, to, you know, to turn the channel on the green belt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some other things he's got to get done. So it's in his best interest, especially because she's at 70% of the polls right now. So mm-hmm. she's seen as the... Um, you know, picking a fight with her, I don't think would be in his interest. It, it wouldn't. Um, it would frankly piss off the rest of the province, right? If you do anything special for Toronto. But there are things um, he could do. I think, you know, given the violence in the city, given his position on decriminalization of hard drugs and the safe supply issues that we're having, yep. you know, he, he can use that kind of stuff as negotiating. I mean, to Absolutely. Get, yeah. Absolutely. They each have a lot in their toolkit, but they each need each other. And so the best we can hope for is that recognition and that, that uh, you know, shift of tone comes through where there's a willingness to work together. Yeah, what does that look like, though? I, like, I, I, there's got to be something. Something has to give after all these years. I don't know if it's uploading transit back to the province. I don't know if it's funding formulas. I don't know what, what Doug Ford will ultimately do that makes sense. It's just it can't stay like this. No, it can't. It really can't. And, again, for the city... To say, oh, to point to the city's reserves and say, well, you can spend those to balance your books on an operating budget, it doesn't make any sense. And he knows that. Um, and so, as I say, whether or not um, the city is doing things it shouldn't be doing or it could be doing some things better, that's at the margins. And if the city agrees to that kind of exercise, then maybe the province can step forward and say, OK, we're going to fund your, trans- your transit shortfall. Yeah, because there's no I don't think he's going to OK a sales tax, a rise in sales tax. Oh, no, never. Not, so so no, off brand. No, for no, him. no, no. Yeah. No, no. And I, I don't think that would be in the interest of the city either, to be honest. Like, unless yeah. it's a regional sale tax, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing does these days, Karen. Nothing does. And yet here we are. Um, you know, we've got Parliament finally going back to work. I, I don't know. The, the MPs have been off for months. It's like it's like all these things just stop. The war just goes away. The Chinese interference just goes away. Uh, you know, the economy just goes away. Everyone just goes away and does their thing for summer. Now they're back and ready to work. And I'm like... You know, you, you got to do something. Justin Trudeau's not even going to the opening. He's got to go to the UN. He's got to go hang out in New York. And, and then you got Jugmeet Singh. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, if I were him, I'd go to New York too. And stay. He's, he's not that popular here. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. Uh, but then you got Justine, Justin, Justin, sorry, Jugmeet Singh trying to, you know, still, um, you know, justify propping up the liberals in a coalition agreement that no one agreed to or voted for. And then you got Pierre Polyevre who's trying to maximize on uh, really hot polling numbers. Uh, are they getting anything done? Or are we just going back to the same kind of gridlock that we did in the last session, which was all about having the Trudeau government on its heels on a lot of issues? 
Yeah, I think this is a chance for, well, really, this is a chance for Trudeau to, to do, to actually accomplish something so that he can point to something at the next election. Um, because right now he doesn't really, to be honest with you, he doesn't really have a lot to show for his time uh, in office. You know, he decriminalized marijuana. He child uh, benefit is a great thing. But but beyond that, um, you know, it's a bit of a head scratcher. So he does have some time, uh, whether it's going to whether it's too little, too late, I don't know. Um, but if the election is indeed two years away. He He's going to have to be doing something to demonstrate that his government can achieve things as opposed to just be defending its record and defending well, why it doesn't know what it should know. Yeah, like I, I don't know what part of the record they can defend. But at the same time, um, Jagmeet Singh, two years is a long time for him to be able to say, well, we're getting stuff done. And it's like you're, you're, pro- like you're propping up a government that people don't want propped up because, you know, you look to the electorate. Uh, Karen, it's pretty obvious people are frustrated. So I don't know how lo- much longer he can go on with this nonsense spin that, well, we're getting stuff done. It's like... You're not really. You do stuff, and then the liberals take credit for it. Well, and that's it. And also, they all like they get they don't get any credit, but they also share the blame. Yeah. So, which is what was predicted when this a, a marriage came to be, this arranged marriage came together, is that there's no good outcome for the NDP. There is no good outcome for the NDP, and it's playing out. Yeah. Well, you look at the polling numbers. Uh, he's not picking up or capitalizing on any of the fallout no. of the Trudeau government. That seems to be going to Pierre Polyever, which if I'm part of that party with Mr. Singh, I'm saying, dude, what gives? Like, you've had how many chances? You're the cool guy everyone likes, and you can't even capitalize off of, of Trudeau's uh, downfall. Right. And then we've got this grocery thing happening today, which is like part two of the first time they did it. So it's like, okay, we're going to do it again. And I don't really know what we're going to get out of this that they couldn't have gotten out the first time. But when I hear the prime minister warning that if uh, the grocery execs don't stabilize prices, you know, the feds will do it for them. Right. Well, this is a bit of theater, and it's a convenient theater because the the CEOs are the executives are saying that grocery prices will stabilize in short order as you know the economy gets back into balance, some type of balance, and so they're predicting that there will be stabilized prices that is going to happen anyway. So if Trudeau can summon them all together and do a finger wag, <laughs> and then they all walk away and agree that grocery prices are going to stabilize as they would have under. That's just a regular course of things, and I guess he can take credit for that. I don't know, but it—it's all it is is theater. Well, it's just, it is, it's but well-timed theater. Yeah, I guess so. But if 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 they do put a tax on, there's a couple of things. First of all, it gets poured down and 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 you know left onto the shoulders of of the working people. But also, what signal does this send to private business in this country? Is like you know, yeah. if you do too well, we're going to vilify you and throw you under the bus and tax you, like. Well, it's also a very dangerous uh, position to take is it will decide what too well looks like. You know, I mean, I I don't think we want a government telling us, you know, when we've made enough, (laughs) you know, what what profit margin is okay, because that leads us to a place that I don't think any of us want to go. Like, I will never be in that category of like, you're making too much, Alex, like, so I don't have to worry about it. But I, I agree with you that there are people like saying like, well, it's, it's what's too much. It's, I guess, in the eye of the beholder, you know. Right? Yeah. And I certainly don't want Jagmeet Singh and Trudeau deciding. Well, I don't, I'm not sure what would be too much for Jagmeet. Like, he is a he is a kind of an oxymoron. Like, he right. wears the best of the best. He owns lots of bikes. He's got his Rolex. But he right. I, but he goes after the, the, the 1% that he seems to be part of. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I try to figure it out. Like, it, <laughs> no, but he openly boasted in a, in a recent Toronto Life article about all these bikes that he owns. Like, these high-end bikes. And he's got the BMW. And he's got his... You know, he likes his, he likes what he likes, but he just doesn't like if anyone else has it. Right. Yeah. Interesting. It is, isn't it? 
<laughs> All right. I got to dive. I got to talk about the uh, inflation going the wrong direction. We will talk again, Karen. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. That is uh, Karen uh, Stintz joining us here.